First off, I, w- I want the audience to know that Jim is a savage. I'm Jim Huffman, and this is If I Was Starting Today, a collection of conversations about half-baked startup ideas, growth tactics, and stories from founders, including my own journey as a business owner. All of the content is centered around one question. What would you do if you were starting today? Today on the podcast, I have one of my good friends, Adam Weiler. He has one of the biggest Amazon agencies out there, and I've been fortunate to know him for a little while now. We're in the same entrepreneurship group, so I've been dying to get him on for a while. But we talk about actually an event we just went to at MicroConf where him and I kind of fanboy over some internet nerds, which is kind of entertaining. We get into his story, how he started selling things on Amazon and how he stumbled into having an agency that's now over 100 people. What he's done to actually build a company that can run without him and a key hire that's made that happen. He's also launched two software as a service companies and and how that's going. Um, But then we get into, you know, this is a guy, he's so good at building amazing relationships and how he's he's done that. And also, he knows me pretty well, so I give him the floor to kind of um, give me some candid feedback on what I'm doing with my businesses. So it, it's fun to hear his perspective. And then at the very end, he gives some really cool advice for anybody that, that's getting started in, in business. But really hope you enjoy this episode with Adam. Oh, man. All right. So normally I do like a fancy intro. We're going to get into the intro, but I was at an event with somebody yesterday who's on the podcast. Adam, what'd you think of MicroConf yesterday? Give me your quick rundown. I thought it was awesome. You know, these are these are people I watch their YouTube content. I listen to stuff. I read the stuff they put out. And then we're just in a room with 40 other people about. And then, you know, I got to go walk up to Rob Walling. I got to walk up to Rand Fishkin, ask them high level questions. And they were just, they were just like, Oh, do this, 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 and this. I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is, that's the magic right there. I, I got kind of jealous. Cause they're like, I right, break out for seven minutes and go talk to somebody. I would like, just talk to the guy next to me. You had the balls. You went straight to Rob Walling. You're like seven <laughs> minutes, let's go. And I was like, I was trying to listen to this guy, but I was like, damn, I was like, I want to be in that conversation. <laughs> is, is that where you squeezed out all of the, the knowledge? You know, I was talking with other people before, but then I saw Rob was like actually participating. And I was like, I got to shoot my shot here. Let, let's go. That was awesome. So for people that don't know MicroConf, it's basically like the for people that are bootstrap business owners, you're doing software. It's like Disneyland, like events where you can meet up with people and you know, there was two people there that like Rob Walling, I've been listening to startups for the rest of us podcast forever. And then Rand Fishkin, I freaking love his book. And so this is so dumb. Like I used to live in New York in the West Village. We'd see celebrities, a decent amount, like Brooke Shields <laughs> right? lived around the corner. And like, I was like, oh, whatever, that's that's Brooke Shields. But when I yeah. walked in to the brewery and I saw Rob was- Walling standing there, I was like, I like got nervous. And my, I was telling I, my wife beforehand, she's like, I you're such nervous. a nerd. <laughs> I was fam- I was fanboying. Yeah, I've, I've hung out with, with actual celebrities, but this was different. It was, yeah, it was awesome. It was so my big takeaways were actually, well, one, you walked in late, but Rob asked a question to the audience. He goes, before I start, does anybody have a joke that they can say? And everybody just froze up. Like, I don't know. Say, say a stupid dad joke. What I say, Rand Fishkin without hesitation goes, I got it. 
And he had a monologue of like a two minute joke that he nailed and did well. I'm like, okay, rule number 47, always have, have a, a joke, joke in your back pocket. <laughs> always have a joke. Yeah, it was a, maybe a, not a politically correct joke, but hey, it was a joke and people laughed. That was one <laughs> takeaway. The, the second takeaway was you shooting your shot going for it. I was, we're going to get to it. You're so good at freaking, I hate the word networking, but we'll say relationship building. Like watching you, I got super jealous because you, you went straight up to the hot girl and just had mad game. I, and because I think I, I mean, I admire you for that because you, you seem so dialed in. So it's interesting to get the, that viewpoint. I oh, know the grass is green on your side, my we friend. Can, yeah. we'll, we can, this is then, Zoom Zoom masturbation right now. We can, <laughs> oh no, but you're you're better. The, the other thing that was interesting was Rand Fishkin how he set up Spark Toro with his mm-hmm. contracts. Where I think a lot of people when they want to raise money, you're like, oh, I either get a loan for a bank or I'm a VC and I go to VC and I have to ten exit. Yeah. You know, it's like so we know polarizing. we know people that have we, we we know friends that have raised VC money and it's it's another level of pressure. It's, oh, my and God. I yeah. see, but I, I want the connections and the space and like the upside or not not even the top upside, just some upside that comes from productized service or software with without that crushing pressure. No, exactly right. And what was cool is Rand said, he's like, oh, we've published the contract we use for SparkToro. You can use it. And then Rob Walling invested. And what he's doing with TinySeed is a similar thing where, hey, we're not trying to be a VC where you go to the moon. Like we're going to raise, you can raise money from us. We'll do an investment and then just pay us a dividend. Yeah. And it just makes total sense. I know you, we'll get into it. You've raised money for a few different things. So I, I know you have opinions. So I, that was those were my big takeaways. And also biggest thing, Biggest, you know, when I moved to Seattle from San Diego about four years ago, I looked on Meetup for these kind of like startups or bootstraps or things, and it's a desert out there. I don't know if it's like the Seattle freeze or whatever, but it literally takes a, an outside of the city company coming in to get people out of the woodwork. And I already reached out to to producer Xander to thank him for the event, but also like, hey, could you put us all in like a Slack group? So like those, there were some really cool people in that in that room that I, like they just like disappear back in in their caves after <laughs> after you know what and I actually kind of felt that because we were sitting at that picnic table having some really nice sliders and tacos and some mm-hmm. hazy great, IPAs great food great, great food great great spread good, food. good yeah, job Rob and, and producer Xander but yeah Matt like I got that guy was sitting next to Matt who was in YC he was super cool and it, mm-hmm. it was fun it wasn't a lot of flexing like oh how big's your thing it's like oh. This is really hard, and it was it, that part was cool. Anyway, I want to talk about you, but I wanted to get your quick recap on on the event. So I thought it was cool. The the one last comment when I was like, "Hey, what time are you going to show up?" You're like, oh, "I'm gonna take uh, the bike. I'll get there at three ten. I was literally about to get an Uber. Like, nope, I gotta take the 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 rad. And so there God, it is. <laughs> we don't we don't have that many more good days left before good, good uh, rad days. Yeah. So I should probably introduce you. So introduce yourself. Do it. Do it in under twenty seconds. Good luck. Yeah. All right, Adam Weiler, founder of Sunken Stone. Now, by the time you listen to this, it's going to be called Implicit. And then also the founder of two softwares for Amazon sellers, Ecom 3K and Flatfile Pro. Breaking news on the on the rebrand. This is exciting. But the way I know Adam is I look at people like not how old they are, but how old they are in founder years. 
because <laughs> I love people finding people that are older than me in my industry and founder years. And you, my friend, are are so I much more it. senior to me than than that. And I just can't thank you enough. I've learned so much from you. You helped us get our EOS coach. It's it's fun to hear how your company is just taking off and what you've done. And I just, I'm like, I'll just listen to Adam and do exactly what he says. But I, I you've, you've been Underneath so Underneath that are a lot of mistakes <laughs> and stupid decisions and, and stubborn. So if, if I'm actually making the decision or like I'm, I'm confident about it, it's, it's stress tested. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's because I made these 19 mistakes, but now I look genius doing this. Yes. But uh, do you, do you remember when we first met? Yeah. 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 We met in Magnolia, right? Or no, we met in, in Queen Anne. Yeah, at yeah, the Starbucks. I, I joined this entrepreneurship group. I was like, oh, which group do I own? And then I was like, oh, Adam's in this from Sunken Stone. He he actually knows how to run an agency. I should try <laughs> and learn from him. So yeah, we met at a really nice boutique coffee shop, Starbucks on Queen Anne Hill. And you had your stroller without a kid because you're about to go pick <laughs> up your kid. You're like, let's just walk. So it's just two dudes with lattes walking <laughs> around stroller. with an empty stroller. We're just walking on blocks. Nothing and I was just like that. trying to like extract out of your brain how to scale an agency. I think you're asking me about like publishing a book. It's right? always yeah. grass is greener, right? Because you like come from this like like you, picture of you coaching tech stars companies. And it's like, dude, this like, are you kidding me? I get to talk to Jim. Like he's got a book and it's like the grass is always greener. Yeah. But I, but I want your, I love my CEO, but I want your COO and my CEO to have a, <laughs> have a love child that we can share. But okay. So I want to, let's go a little bit in chronological order. Like yeah. you built second stone, which is a huge, it's on a tear. Like what, ha, what, who's Adam before, before even being a, an, an agency owner. Yeah. 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 So credit card cash advance for a thousand HDMI cables in 2007 and started selling on Amazon. And that's kicked it off, sold on Amazon for 15 years. About six years ago, a company, a company I was trying to source from, a company I was trying to buy from and make our, my own product from was like, no, we're not going to sell to you, but can you help us with this, this Amazon channel? And I was like, I, I guess I can. And that was like, a rocket ship took them from a six figure run rate to eight figure run rate in six months. They gave me a check. They sold a private equity. They're like, have a nice day. Thank you. Good job. And I was like, there's something there that seemed pretty easy compared to my own brands and off to the races from that and, and did the agency thing for, or are still doing the agency thing. That's been about five years now. And a lot of learnings we've managed about 300 brands on Amazon thousands and thousands of products, hundreds of millions of dollars of, of revenue through Amazon. So basically you started selling products and you're getting really good at selling them on Amazon. Someone won't sell to you. They're like, hey, we just manage it. And that turns you in front. It's funny because usually it's the opposite. Like it's an agency that wants to sell products. <laughs> or it's like, actually, let's go with the service-based business. This seems fun and scalable, but like it has been for you. Went like... Was it always like, when did you go from a glorified freelancer or consultant to, okay, let me build a team and an agency? Because you have a, like 100 people there, now. There is, yeah, so we've got about 30 in the US, about 80 internationally. There was a moment, and I think every business has to have this, at least if you're dealing with this scenario, where do you invest in cogs or, or inventory or do you invest in people on the agency side? Because they both take up like about the same percentage on your profit and loss. And it's 
very hard to do both effectively and you kind of have to decide. So I'm looking at it. Which one do I enjoy? Which one are we better at? Which one is, is a higher potential here? And, and then decide, you know, it's like that ikigai scenario. Like, what do we like? What are you good at? What's making you money? And yes, what's better for the, better for the world. And that then, and then you can't half asset. We had to, we had to go all in on that. Gotcha. So you were, were you intentional from the start to like, cause my issue, I, I think I really took too long of, I had, you could say I had an agency, but I was a glorified freelancer with a lot of people helping me. Not until like a year that's and an a half, agency, two though. years. That's, <laughs> an, that's an agency. Well, like, it might not be a well-run agency, but it's an agency nonetheless. Yeah, yeah no, that that's so true. Like what, what were those inflection points where you're like, oh, this took the business to the next level as far as the right people, the right systems or niching or narrowing down. I feel like you, you had that from the start, but like, what were those inflection points? One of the things that's my key skills in life is not making the same mistake twice. And I'm trying to even improve that by not even having to make it once, but that that's like pro level, right? Like very good level is not making the same mistake twice. So in the early days we would make, we would come up with the system. It would break. We'd fix it. It would never. It wouldn't break. Like we would. We were good at patching duct tape. Think yeah. like a, our duct tape is strong, <laughs> and and not ninety percent is being lucky, being in the right place at the right time, right? Like we are. We are an Amazon dedicated agency with Amazon skills in an area and in time where no one had that. So all we had to do was like be competent. And we were winning. Obviously, through the years, we've had to like continue to level up as more agencies come in the space, as more money comes in the space, but also more brands need help with it. So it kind of evens out. I think, you know, being lucky for sure got lucky with choosing Amazon as one of the sales channels. And then just like, oh, I'm, I'm a keyboard monkey and I'm like learning Amazon and just leveling up there. Gotcha. So you're really good at duct taping. Yeah, you. I think you're over-indexing for luck, but sure, we can act like that's it. How How did you think about in the early days of you're making your money through an agency versus like, what should I put in my pocket? What should I invest in growth? Because you yeah. you had already been doing fairly well. Because I like just not to talk about me, but I will. Like for me, I'm at that point where all I care about is creating an awesome, well-run machine. It's not like let me squeeze the most out so I can go buy 20 rad e-bikes and like a yacht. It's like, <laughs> well, no, I want this machine to just be really special. So here, here, like you can call it smart or you can call it stupid, but it's one of the two, or maybe it's somewhere in the middle. In the beginning, early days, I don't know if anyone's read Rich, Richest Man in Babylon, but it's an awesome book. It's, you know, long TLDR is... You know, you have friends that are experts in their fields, like invest in them in their fields. Like don't invest in your friends if they're going into other fields. So for instance, great college friends who are amazing at real estate, like once and you know, amazing at real estate, invest in them when they're doing real estate deals. Don't invest in them if they're doing building software. So anyways, early days of Amazon, I'm bringing in containerfuls of products from China. I'm bringing in containerfuls of of bike locks and office supplies and, and HDMI cables and kind of everything doing this out of my spare bedroom, living that 
I'm, I was living that nomad lifestyle, but like from a home base in San Diego. I was still traveling <laughs> a lot. I, I wish I would have like done it from Bali or something. But my friends was doing real estate deals and every six months or eight months or year, he would come to me and be like, hey, I'm, I got this awesome once in a lifetime deal. I need 50,000, 60,000, 100,000. Like, okay, cool. And I didn't understand cash flow at the time. I didn't understand that was actually sucking the lifeblood out of my business, preventing me from growing faster because I couldn't buy more inventory. I couldn't go faster. I understand those things now. You know, a profit first. I saw Mike Michael Michaelowitz, right? Mike Michaelowitz. Mike Michaelowitz. Um, yeah, yeah. Mike Michaelowitz. I've yeah. seen him speak in person, and I'm like, oh fuck, I need to be doing this. Like, who curse on this thing? Um, go for it. All right. It's like, oh, I should have been doing that. So. I wish I would have known that stuff early, but I didn't blow it on Lambos and bottle service. Like I bought real estate with it, right? It's like, I've got a good foundation and that coming from like a childhood of scarcity, like, okay, I could breathe. I'm on, I'm on, I've, I've hit Maslow's hierarchy to a certain level. I'm on, let's play the game now to win and, and, and let's fucking do this. I totally agree. So I get that foundation of security where it's like you're not paycheck to paycheck or you're comfortable, whatever that is. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, now it's just a game. Like I look yeah. at it as just a complete game, which is why I it's don't a, get which too is fun now. I it's like it, it's yeah. like, you know, I, I say it's not fuck you money, but I've got no thank you money, which means like <laughs> I, I still can't I still can't be nasty to anyone. But yeah, yeah, like, no, thank you. I would like I would not like to do that opportunity. And if and like, OK, cool. On to the next thing. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really cool. So I want to get in dog food labs. But one thing, it's been fun. Like Adam and I, we get to talk on a monthly basis with some other founders. And you you had someone come into the business that I feel like has been pretty transformative. And a lot of times I see that like, at the end of the day, businesses are a makeup of people and the right person can have a huge impact. Can you talk about like, yeah. getting like a key person and what's that that's done? You know, so I had a, I have a board of advisors. I had a board of advisors for the agency made up of, of kind of smart people in adjacent industries, right? And from day one, they were harping on that I needed an experienced operator in it. It's like, yes, you've got something going with the Amazon deliverable, but you need an operator to like, to, to take this thing to the next level. And it took, I wish I, I could have, and I'm working on the ability to take that advice without having to experience the, the, the negative that comes with it. But I did have to go through some struggles with the agency to get to the point where I realized, oh, I need this person. Like this is a key hole in, in our operations. This is a key hole in our organization. And so what we were looking for is quote unquote, someone who's seen the movie before. And the, the crazy thing is like, I'm only realizing this now, you know, youth is wasted on the young, but like, as I'm getting more mature, I realized like people have gone through these, these things before. And yes, like I was trying to reinvent everything. We're going to have a unique bonus plan. We're going to, and we're going to have a unique, this plan. And we're going to be unique. This plan. versus like, like someone solved that before. Like just, I think that like have a unique Amazon deliverable and then do everything else the exact same. And I, and then that's a winning combination. I think everyone tries to get so, and I see it with young entrepreneurs and like they try to get so creative on every single thing. It's like, there's a doc out there. You can just little copy and paste and use. <laughs> Very true. But the COO. So I was like, someone who's seen the movie before, someone who knows how this movie goes, he's taken a 30 person agency to 300 people, sold it to a publicly traded company 
as, and wants to do it again, right? It's like, why am I reinventing the wheel here? And it's, I got to tell you, however I thought it would be, it's been a hundred times better. Like it's been great cultural, great fit, great culture fit. He's grown us up as a company. He, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And we're, and we're seeing the, the fruits of that. How did you find this person and how did you convince them to come to you if that was even hard at all? Find, we, so started with an amazing brief on um, what we were looking for that like when high level, like who we are to like day in the life, like here's what, what like a success, here's what success looks like for me. And, and I put, you know, success would be me being able to go hike the John Muir Trail like my dream is to hike the whole PCT, but John Muir Trail is like a 30 day portion of that. And, you know, we've, I'm actually going next week. I'm going to be on a river for four days out of cell phone coverage. And like I, I, our call, we check in every morning. I thanked him for that ability. Like I, I wouldn't have been able to do this. Who's going to manage your tweets while you're gone, though? I'm very concerned. <laughs> <laughs> my ghost tweeter, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to schedule some just like, okay, you good, know, good. I just, just be ready for my, I was unplugged for four days. Post, <laughs> post clarity, post yeah, river yeah. clarity diatribe. Here's what I've learned. Click thread to see. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm just going to find some burning man people and then, you know, just do the same thing. But yeah, the, the, the find someone who's do it, who's done it before. And then, Matching that up with internal talent that has the that has the enthusiasm and wants to learn from an experience, like that's where the magic happens, right? Like just bringing in outside people and like them telling people what to do and like you know shitting down everyone's stuff. It's like that's that's how you kill the culture. But pairing them with an internal superstars who like want to learn from a twenty year experience vet, like I think that's that's how you do it. That's really good feedback because it's one thing to find the person, but they've got to be the great culture fit and they have to align with your leadership team. So they're fired mm -hmm. up and they're not like, well, there goes my growth. You know, it's like, think, thanks a lot. And so you don't have to get into the details, but I assume getting somebody like this, they're not just working for like, like chips and salsa. Like you have to like <laughs> Gold really. Chips and yeah. Salsa. Yeah. You, you have Just to take a time. risk, right. On like their, their annual comp and then like the equity play. Like how did you navigate that? Even yeah, how to structure that? You know, so yes, this person is the highest paid person at the company, but like you will know as a founder, if it's working or not in 90 days. So don't think of it as the whole like it's not the whole salary, right? If it's not working, it's 90 days. Yes, it sets you back a little bit, but you're not out of pocket. Equity vests over time, right? And and typically there's a cliff and then it vests radibly over time. So it's like, if you if you look at the whole number, yeah, that's a huge amount if it doesn't work out, but it's really just that, that portion. And, you know, as a founder, you probably know in 30 days, if you wanted to be really tight, like, you know, if they're a fit. And I knew immediately they were, one thing we got, we got a daily standing call on the calendar every five days a week. That's that we keep 95% of the time. There's, there really has to be some emergency or something. And then we've also been through some heartaches together or some struggles together that have pushed us together, like us fighting against the common external en enemy. 
it's like there's nothing better for for a relationship than than fighting together against an external enemy. It's like we have a we have a level of trust that would have taken six months. So maybe manufacture that. I don't know if there's a, there's a SAS out there that could uh, that could spin up some lawsuits <laughs> and like yeah yeah lawsuits and drama, drama as a service drama yeah. on demand drama as a service drama as yeah. a service yeah now that's awesome and one last question like. Because it's so interesting when you hire a senior person, it's so risky and you're right. Within 90 days, you should know. It's like, what are those signals? Like, what, what were some of those things where you're like, wow, this is working? Where like, what, if it was the stand up or how he runs things, like what kind of knocks your socks? I feel like this is legit. Yeah. Okay. So a couple things like number one, just clarity around things that were so unclear to us or that think we were spending a lot of calories and, and time. What should this be? policy be and blah 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 and and then they he just comes in he's like oh we do that it's like oh all right (laughs) like it would have been like 27 meetings and hours and and then he's like no no this is what we're doing all right next and then taking a look at areas and be like we're changing like this is going to be this and like for instance so we were we were charging based on a percentage of revenue or percentage of sales or percentage of ad sales or percentage of ad spend. And then he comes in and he's like, we're charging. And he's like, here's the numbers. Like for these clients, we just worked for less than minimum wage for the last six months, right? Like, would you like <laughs> to go get a job at McDonald's? Here's what we did. Here's what we did in the last job. We're, we're tracking our time and we're going to charge hourly and, and we're going to, Clients are going to like the right clients are going to like that. The wrong clients are not. And they're going to self-select out. And magically, like that's what's happened. It's it's been a game changer. So it's like it took it took a couple of go arounds to like for him to get me bought in. But once like once I was bought, I was like, oh, yeah, this this makes sense. Dude, so I'm so happy for that. So amazing. And I can't wait for you to introduce me to him to find <laughs> yeah. his clone and his, his <laughs> mini me, which seriously, you, you did offer that one time. I don't know if you don't remember, but I do that we could <laughs> all meet. Verbal? It's <laughs> verbal. Oh, I actually yeah, recorded yeah. it. I recorded yeah. it. <laughs> yes, um, we can. Happy to happy to okay. intro for, cool. for a call. So like most great agency owners, you have other things in mind, which is, I don't know, maybe doing something that's another company that's a software as a service company. You have done this. You've launched two SaaS companies. So, but even before doing that, what is Dog Food Labs? Yeah, and actually the time you're listening to this, Dog Food Labs is no more. It's another rebrand. We are are officially Murder Inc. M R R T R. Wow! So many ways we could go with that. Mm -hmm. Tell tell me more. How how that name? How did you get that? I feel like there's got to be some rapper that already has that domain. You got you got it. You know, you drop a lot of vowels, you can get anything. It, Murder Inc. is the is when we want to feel pumped up about about software like or MRR monthly recurring revenue. That's that's our. Oh, that's, that's sick! Our, like, I, I li- okay, well done. Okay, I finally get it. So you y- you have like me. It's like let's let's take some of the the profits from the agency and let's keep playing this game of business and let's do some some investments in companies that that you're starting up. So you have two SaaS companies. The different so. You know, as an ADD entrepreneur, I've got a running list of business ideas that's a mile long. And and if you would have asked my my old forum back in San Diego, my old EO forum, they would have said, oh, he's working on all of them. 
simultaneously. I think the difference is now with age and, and focus, and now I've got two kids that are making me focus, I have no other choice but to focus, that the, the softwares that we've selected are out of the agency were the biggest needs that we've seen out of the agency and that can help that could have the biggest life outside of the agency. So if you're managing e-commerce listings, an Amazon catalog manager, that's the first one in the world that uses the API to push listings live and make edit changes. And then an Amazon data exporter tool that you, that's that's one of the first to use the API to push all your Amazon data to your Google Drive or to a database so you can own that data and get out of the walled gardens. Amazing. So how have you been able to take time away from or have some free time to focus on these companies? One, and like, are you leveraging like partners, co-founders or just other freelancers to do this? Because I think that's something everybody with shiny object syndrome is like, how do I? pull this off technical co-founder on the software side there's no way i'd be able to do it without him that's travis on there you know a a perfect uh, example or analogy of what i oversell it and then he's embarrassed for me overselling it so he catches up and then i oversell it again and the wheel is turning it's been it's been really awesome my job is butts and seats on that and I don't even have, I don't even say a role. I'm the non-technical co-founder. He's a technical co-founder. Take that for, right? It's like, I'm not the CEO. It's like, it's like 100, 150 users of them. There's not a CEO, <laughs> not a C-suite of that. But how, so how have we been able to do it? Amazing leadership team on the agency. They, like, when I try to get in involved in the agency, they kick me out and they're like, stop messing with stuff. We got this. Everyone has like clear defined roles. It's amazing. And then, so incentives, you know, I'm not uh, like the, the R and D that goes into the software doesn't hit the team's bonuses. Right. So it's like they're, they're incentivized because the software is also going to be kicking over leads to the agency eventually, and it's not hurting their bonus. So it's like the, the incentives are aligned. If, if it was like taking time and, and money out of their pocket to make moves, there would be a resentment on that. And I, I guarantee that, but I wanted to align everyone. So like it's not hurting them. And then they're going to see deal flow coming in through referrals. Yeah. The fact that it's connected to the agency to like help deliver value and for Legion, that that's pretty nice to have the, those synergies. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, I struggle even with one day design where it's like, the past couple of days have been crazy just with growth at stuff. So I've had to focus. And so I don't get that time for one day design. So we're really trying to figure out, okay, we need to get people to run the business. So it's not just, do I have two hours tonight to, to work on like Legion or something? Yeah. So I, I, I think that's impressive on how you, you've kind of landed that plane a little bit. How's it feel to have a, a revenue generating SaaS company? Is, is the grass greener? Because you and I kind of joke where the problem with the agency, you sell and then you close the deal. They're like, oh, wait, crap. I have to know. I have to go do work. Where with SaaS, <laughs> you close it and it's just the sweet, sweet nectar of recurring revenue starts to come in. You know, what, what's it like? It's the the rushes on the initial deal. Like, you know, we'll close a $20,000 a month deal on the agency side. And like, it's yeah, awesome. But then we close a $20 or $50 a month <laughs> SaaS that like, like, hell yeah. <laughs> it's like, so 
the the alignment is a little out out there. I think it's I'm an you know I'm a founder. I like going zero to one, and then I think there there are better people than me to go from one to ten. And I found that on the the agency side, they're doing that right now. I'm going zero to one on the software and I'm getting like life enjoyment out of it. And like, you know, my significant other is like, sweetheart, you're like, you're really charged up on this and like is, is very supportive on it. And yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to have that feeling. I think one thing too on this, the agency, like it's, it's certain that we're going to hit our goals. Like there's like no doubt on it. And I trust the team and we're going to deliver and we're going to hit our goals the the software it's like a little mysterious and like what's the upside like it's is you know you've seen you saw figma get acquired for what 25 times top line right it's like first the agency is like here's the path you can be on the path if you're very good you're this is the top and then if you're not very good here's the bottom and you're in the range right and it's like i want i yearning to be to break free i need to uh like onto the next thing that goes zero to one. That's so interesting because it's like predictable and almost the set path. It loses some of the like, I don't know, the mystery, the excitement. Whereas I like what you're saying on like, no, have the self-awareness to know the stage that you're really good at. Where I think you and I are kind of similar where like those stages where you need to be scrappy and go from zero to one and prove something. It's hard, but it's super exciting. Mm -hmm. And, And then that's when you can, kind of graduate to have someone like your your operator that's come in that's really good at that phase. And I think they they see that like they're attracted to that one state. Like there's there's a baseline. They're like literally he's like you guys got it to this level with like how how shitty <laughs> the, that that everything was like oh this is going to be cake. Right? It's like they look at it they look at it they're like there's something there to work with. Like I with you guys as an agency, you know like you see those products that like have that product natural product natural product market fit, and you're like, oh, you're doing five million with like this shitty ad. Like, just wait till we get in there. It's it's amazing. It's so yeah. He was probably salivating then, like seeing some of your stuff. He's like, oh my god, this is a layup, <laughs> yes. right? That, that, that's so cool. We need to do another episode. I need to get into your your phone to see all your half baked startup ideas. That'll be a whole <laughs> another another conversation. So you like, it's so funny. We'll talk and you're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, Aspen or whatever with th- this group, we're going to go rafting. Oh, and then you have this other community that I'm in where, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, going to Vegas with them. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, everybody, you're in all these communities and groups. And here I am, I just sit behind my computer <laughs> and I'm like, oh, let me write a tweet today. You and I'm know like, oh, more so people than I do, well, no, though. No, I'm, I'm you... talking, you're not allowed to okay. interrupt, but you're like, is it, have you, I don't know if it's because you were always going to conferences and that kind of like naturally made you put yourself out there. Cause I don't go to any conferences and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, talk to me about, have you always been intentional at like, I hate the word networking, so I won't say it, but like building relationships, putting yourself out there to have these opportunities open up. Like what can people learn from that? Because I think our business could be doing so much better if I were go like literally physically putting myself out there more but talk to me about that you know i I break it up into two phases pre-kids and post-kids or at least pre (laughs) pre small kids and post small small children pre small children i was lucky and i i qualified for eo or entrepreneurs organization when i was like 27 28 years old right and and like 
that was a life change. Like, you know, it's like, I, I like snuck as soon as I got to tw- like a million run rate, like it wasn't a million, like in previous, it was like a million run rate. Like I first, first $83,000 month, like, <laughs> I, I got it. get me in. And then that, like, I was the stupidest guy in the room. Like I, it's like that I, or in the most inexperienced guy in a room in the room. And like, that was like, holy crap, that was a learning. I just soaked it up like a sponge was in a great forum with like experience, amazing people. And like the chapter was growing and it was like, it was amazing. But then that enabled, like, it's like those growth minded people are doing other things too, right? It's like though they, they are looking to expand. They're looking to learn, looking to get better and like hanging around people like that. Good things happen. So it's like walking around Thailand in yeah, you know, two AM and like just like talking about business ideas with with other people from from EO around the world. It's like the memories that like I'll never forget. Just like Savannah, Georgia, you know, hazy. You know, alcohol helps a lot, but it's not necessary. <laughs> I've toned back my drinking over the years. So that was pre kid. I said yes to everything. I had the flexibility. I had I had some cash. I was able to go take do these things and. The business wasn't intense back then, right? Like I, I should have been running a more professional team, but we weren't. But because of that, I had freedom to go travel, right? It's like, you know, what you what you don't have in time. Then kids, right? And like that kind of kids, COVID kind of like shut it down. And I felt it internally, like I was craving it. But then when I started, I like went to one conference and I was just tired. I was like asleep by 7.30. I was like... <laughs> But now finally we're, we're able, we got some help around the house and I'm like back out there and it feels, feels really good. I'm, I'm like back in learning mode and like, and soak it all up mode. Yeah. Cause I, it's, hey, it's, yeah, it's, I like try and hide her as she walks by. Yeah. I'm trying to get her on the podcast. She keeps turning me down, but you know, it's funny cause like I'll go to like events and put myself out there and like, it's like. 60 same period of time you're like oh my god what a waste of time but then you'll have a conversation you're like oh wow that changes everything or that opens a door it's it's so worth it but you've done a good job of putting yourself in the right groups where i think that hit rate is significantly higher right because i'm like eo where you have some sort of qualifier or filter to make sure it's the right people i love the thought of how can you be the dumbest person or the least experienced person in the room then you're really kind of winning Mm -hmm. i and it's interesting you say it because I mean I I look at you and and see a natural networker like you've got this thing right it's like yeah so it's the grass is always greener yeah the podcast is like a forced networking thing which I like and like mm-hmm. I do some like of the teaching through A and A where I travel to locations and tech stars but um I'm horrible with conferences and events you're you're so good at that so but no man that that's super impressive all right so I'm gonna give you I gotta put a limit on you because I don't. I need to keep my confidence kind of high, but so Adam <laughs> gets to like, I wouldn't say complain. I, maybe I'm, I don't know if I'm too hard on myself. I don't know. I, maybe I don't yeah. have enough self-awareness, but we do these updates once a month where you kind of go the highs and lows of the business. And like anybody, you look at the negative. So he gets to hear me kind of bitch and moan and you always have good thoughts. So I don't know, I'll give you a couple minutes, but you know, if you're me, what am I doing wrong? What should I do differently? Ooh. And this is non-gestalt. Feel free Ooh. to like rail into me. If it gets too bad, we'll just edit it and we won't go live with it and I won't talk to you ever again. Let's but go, go for it. <laughs> First off, 
I want I want the audience to know that Jim is a savage, right? And I think that like there will be moments where you'll you'll take the mask off, right? And maybe it's like maybe you're like I haven't played basketball with you, but I'm I'm assuming this is like you like game six basketball. Like there's moments like there, and I'm just like I'm I want that I want more of that like the, like and I don't know if that's you know, like you got the you got the oaky like or Kansas like chill chill vibe, but like there's moments where you're just a savage. I'm like fuck yeah, like that that's the dude. Yeah, more more. Than, I don't I don't know if like oh, if there's a nickname for it. Like, do your friends have honest, a nickname? When you now go? that you say like you have the murder entity, I like like really leaning into savage. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I I do like to think I'm a nice guy, but like i'm very competitive but it's not like oh i'm gonna kill somebody but it's more of like i i i think i should be at a much different level than i am so it's like competitive Mm -hmm. within myself if that makes sense okay and then the i think you've got there's something around like shooting the shot like just get it out there like because like just like you know, it's like we're we're saving it up. Oh, this this launch is going to be amazing, and we're putting all these like emotions around it. And then you do the launch, and it's like, okay, no, I'm still going to have to iterate. Like yeah, you were going to have to iterate if you just did it three months ago. <laughs> and like we, I know I hated looking you in the eye, be like, yeah, we're not launching this month, but maybe next month. I was like trying not to look at you across the room. <laughs> I'm like, just fucking launch it, and I I have to do the same thing to myself, like. I am embarrassed by this, by the stuff I put out there sometimes, but like then in a week later, you know, there's a tweak or I get some feedback on there. And I, I think Jim gets Jim pivots better too. Once it's out there, he like, you're faster at iterating and you like, maybe it's like, it's like you do conversion rate optimization or something, but (laughs) there needs to be data for that. And I, I see so many entrepreneurs that are like, waiting for this magical moment that never comes for like this like this big push this big launch this big something versus like this this iterative launch that the internet enables now it's like nothing is set in stone that's the beauty of it like we get to change any landing page any ad it like these aren't super, we're not doing super bowl commercials that need to get locked in three months before and you don't get to change like oh yeah that facebook ad sucked okay i'm gonna change it and like that's that's marketing these days and like yes start with a good foundation and level that up but, but that just means you'll have to iterate less yeah but be a bigger dick is what i'm saying so. no i love it <laughs> and you know what it's kind of funny like i'm a person my whole life i just hated confrontation it's like oh there's a problem i'll just run to that side of the building and i can avoid confrontation all day being a business owner if you don't like confrontation, it's probably not the right what? seat for you to sit in. Oh my Lord. It happens all the time, but it's been really good where I, I actually feel like it forces you to lean into it and even tackle it before it blows up, which I would avoid for so long. Same. But that kind of goes to being like a savage and just going for it. And I think that's a muscle I've had to build up. And there's a difference, you know, there's a difference between being an asshole and then being stern and here's here's what i need or here's what the business needs and those are different you could be a, a nice guy right well we're just be a, qual- a quality human let's like that's the goal right like is the goal to be a nice person or is the goal to be a quality human and if there's something the business needs that i'm supporting a hundred mouths right like so i when you feel that pressure it's like like 
let, let's use the example, like negotiating with a vendor, right? Every dollar that we're able to negotiate with the vendor is our money I could pay the employees. Now, yes, some of that gets filtered down into net profit margin too, right? So that's better for me, but it also gets means a bigger pool for the employee. So however you want to think of it, if you're a solopreneur, like th- these are skills to learn now before you before it becomes like too late or it's never too late, but these are skills to work on. I wish I would have done earlier. Dude, that's such good advice. And especially when you look at it from that big picture, because it is playing the long game. It's not about being nice, but yeah, being a good human, good business owner, which in the short term, that could be doing tough and hard things. For people who don't know, Adam is also my life coach. So this is like a free <laughs> no. session for me. You do not want me so, as life coach. So- <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome. I just spent um, the weekend in Las Vegas watching football, <laughs> so maybe not the best life. Coach. Yeah. Wait, what was, did you come out on top? What was like gambling wise? Are you are we are we in the green or the red? You know, final t- tally. You know, you always come out on top if you if, if you go to Vegas with friends. Yeah, there you go. ROI positive. So, so like just- a, a great learning out of that. I've got a friend who had a huge exit out of their company and this is like next you know and and they we all go to vegas and we're all business owners like we're doing fine we could we could all pay but this person like enjoys treating friends and it's that balance of like we don't want it to be in a thing but we also want to let them treat us if they want to if they get joy out of it so yeah yeah, it's next next level stuff. It's it's pretty awesome. I love having these like mini moments of bawling, even if it's like I'm gonna tip this person big at the restaurant tonight. Like, have you had some mini moments of like bawling like that where you can like help out friends and family? Like, because you're you're super kind and generous with your staff, but I don't know if anything sticks out. You know, our forum went through this phase where we all read die with zero. And that really resonated with with a lot of us. And I think one of those moments that stands out, cousin's wedding in Napa. And like everyone was like, all the cousins were on the WhatsApp thread were like, I'm staying here. And it's, you know, it's $62 a night. And in here, I'm I'm like, I just threw down baller VRBO spot with the bocce court in the back and a hot tub. And like, and then everyone came together. It was the place. And we all cooked, we cooked breakfast and everyone just hung out and enjoyed and like looked around like this was, this is why I did this. And it satisfied it. And it was amazing. Dude, that's all. Yeah. And I love when it's in experiences, you know what I mean? Rather mm-hmm. than like, oh, here's this thing. Yeah. But, um, it, you know, I'm, I'm cheap when it comes to things, but yes, <laughs> Becky pushes, I was going to get the cheap rower for 700. She's like, just get the good rower. And like, like you, I, you, and I, I do use it, but I like, that's where I'm cheap on, on things. Yeah. Well, you've already called me out for like getting the red power bike and then getting the $11 lock. <laughs> <laughs> that's because it's going to get stolen in Seattle. Yeah. That was a bad move. That was a bad move. Your message yesterday. <laughs> could I lock up next to your bike? Could you, could you use our, my, your lock on my bike? My, well, I bought a nice one, but it broke. I couldn't use it. I was like, God, I'm going to give me so much trash. But anyway, I promise I'm going to get the $80 lock. There we go. But no, man, that's awesome. So what one question I always like to ask, is what is the nicest thing anyone's done for you in your I think so in the beginning of my career I was getting started on Amazon and like there weren't a lot of groups out there or if there was I wasn't in a mindset to find them and I was like I was like these are my secrets I'm not sharing them with anyone 
And then I got around people that were sharers first and they were winning as a result. Like they're, they were, they were growing it. Like they were sharing their secrets. Other people were coming to them with secrets and like everyone was just free flowing. So I think getting introduced to that concept of, of abundance versus scarcity has been a life altering, life altering change for me. I think the nicest thing anyone could have ever done. That's so true. Cause like, especially in the early days, you're just like clawing for something when people are like, Hey, here's some stuff. It can like transform careers. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, man, that, be the, that, be the, be cool. the dude who shares, like if you've got some media buying hack, you know, yes, use it, but they're like, you know, share it with other people that are sharing with you and like get, get a mastermind going, get other abundant thinkers going. And then you've got 10 X the stuff coming back to you that you're giving in the world. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And it's like playing the long game. I, I feel like karma is real. Like it'll come back and, and help you tenfold. But so, you know, what companies or brands are you into right now? Obviously rad is our favorite one right now. <laughs> like, I'm interested to see, like, what are things that, like, you're into that's inspiring you? Yeah. So physical products, like, I was, I had the first Android. I literally still have it. I was an Android fanboy for forever, and I was like, that was a hill I would die on. Apple's pretty good. I got all Apple stuff now. iPhone, a Mac Mini, an iPad Pro. Like, iPad Pro with the paper-like um protector and the pencil you don't need a notebook like people get a uh, jim i've got your notebook i'm not giving it back just go get an ipad pro adam has my notebook and has all my like (laughs) secrets to success and i'm 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 just gonna live just publish it yeah i I, I mean it's like yes to maybe they're not like innovating as much as like when steve jobs was here with like new categories but like they they operate at such a high level pretty awesome I know. yeah i see with that thing it's pretty impressive and then what like we're both like dads of, of two like what has being a dad what has it taught you as like a business owner as far as like either perspective or just how to run things when you have a finite amount of time so okay i've been thinking about this i was going to tweet it make sure to tag alex hormozy and more plates more dates dude in this segment because they were they were like interviewing each other or he was interviewing Alex and they got to a point really bummed me out because they were talking about like, I'm working on my business and like, I don't have time for a kid. And like, you know, first of all, it's like the world would be better with, with like smart people reproducing. Right. It's like, that's just the idiocracy Mm. kind of thing. Right. Like (laughs) stupid people are having more kids, smart, smart people, people are having less kids. And like, you see it with your friend groups and like everyone sees it. Right. So there's that. But then there's the, I did not know efficiency. I did not know drive. I did not know fire in my fucking belly until I had a kid. I like, I thought I was good. Like I'm motivated. I'm you know, and I would, if you would ask everyone, it kicks it up to 11. Like there is a, there is a primitive drive that gets activated literally like the first week bringing the kid home. I'm Becky comes in, I'm like typing, hacking away at the computer, like starting another company at like 1 a.m. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I can't, I can't help it. I like, provide for my family. That's what yes. I got to do. Like, like I need, like we got the cave. We got the, I need to go kill a, a wildebeest and bring it back to the cave. Like there is some next level that is, you can't describe it until, until you feel it. It's like, 
All right, here we go. Dude, I, I totally agree. It's like three things. One, you're so efficient because you're like, guess what? I have to be out the door at 512 to pick up this kid on time. <laughs> yep. That's one. The second is like, you don't sweat the BS. You're like, yeah. I don't have time for drama because there's a million other fires burning. But it's I had the same thing. Like, I like after you know, bringing our, our first girl home, you're just like, oh, I've, I've got to provide. Like this business yeah. has to thrive and be able to run without me if I go away. So it's... Yes, you're you're losing some hours in the day, but the, what you're gaining in perspective and everything else is just like insane. So, how much more efficient are you? Like, if you had an hour back before kids versus an hour now, oh my what God. is it's, it a four x? Is it a six x efficiency? It, it, I think it is because I remember like I like kind of like think I'm working. But I'm like going through the internet, maybe <laughs> looking and finding stuff. Like, okay, now I need to like buckle down and like do deep work for 37 minutes. But yeah, yeah it's it's crazy. But well, dude, Adam, this has been so fun. If people want to find more about what you're doing and what you're up to, where should they go? Yeah, so Adam Weiler on Twitter. Get me there. Get all my insights. And my 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 unofficial Twitter war with Jim to see who can go more viral <laughs> and get more followers. Right now, you you got me. So yeah. By the way, we were like talking in our WhatsApp, which annoys me because we're not in Slack. And I said something, which maybe was funny. Like, dude, you should tweet that. And I tweeted it. Literally got one like, and it was you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're sabotaging this. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sabotaging the algo. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Twitter cooler. <laughs> yeah, Adam Weiler. I don't know. I think our new email format is like adam.weiler at implicit.co. Maybe. Just, yeah. Hit me up. Hit me up anytime. Yeah. In fact, if I can help in any way, if you're like starting your journey, come, come correct with a specific question. Don't just be like, how do I Amazon or how do I start an agency? Like, fuck that. But if you've got a specific question, you're hung up on what do I do with this, 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 it's like, I'm happy to help people like who take that step. Like, yeah, like I, I, that's my, that's my give back. I don't, you know, there's, everyone should have a charity or a cause that they, that they go to. I'm, I'm here to help the entrepreneurs get a little focused in their life because <laughs> I've been there. That's right. And he'll give you the tough love. If you guys need it, he gave me some tough shoot love. Your shoot, shoot, shoot your shot. Just shoot your shot. Be a savage. Nothing is irreversible. <laughs> two two way doors and one way doors. Like nothing's yeah. irreversible. Yeah. Or trademarking. Yeah, not reversible. Jim, okay. hair, that hair, that needs to be out there. Look at that. Go get that pomade live, bro. I mean, I'm trying manufacturing. Well, it's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> awesome. Adam, thank you, man. All right. Thanks, Jim. Today's episode is brought to you by no one. Yep, we have zero sponsors. I haven't reached out to any companies, nor would I expect a reputable brand to give me money. But I'll give a few plugs. First, I send a weekly newsletter each Thursday featuring five articles or tools that have helped me. You can sign up for these weekly updates at jimwhuffman.com. Second, for anyone running a startup, if you need help growing your business, check out Growth Hit. GrowthHit serves as your external growth team. After working with over 100 startups and generating a quarter billion in sales for clients, GrowthHit has perfected a growth process that's hell-bent on driving ROI through rapid experiments. Plus, you'll get to work with yours truly. So if you want to work with a team that's worked with startups that have been funded by Andreessen Horowitz or featured on Shark Tank, then check out GrowthHit.com. 
And finally, I wrote a book called The Growth Marketer's Playbook that takes everything I've learned as a growth mentor for venture-backed startups, and I've distilled it down to 140 pages. So instead of hiring a growth team, save yourself some money, get the book, and you can just do it yourself. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'd love to hear feedback. I'm on Twitter at Jim W. Huffman.